Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing... Maze Runner, The Death Cure, and 12 Strong, as well as discussing some more Oscar stuff. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm very, very exhausted. <laughs> how are you doing? I am doing pretty well. I This is a pretty packed episode, uh, so I'm excited, but also a little overwhelmed by everything going on today. But we're good. So, yeah. All right, well, we should probably introduce our guest, Ozzy. Yeah, man. So... We have returning to the Screenfellows podcast for the first time in quite some time, and just returning to Screenfellows in general, uh, we have Brianna. Brianna, how are you doing? Good. I am loving this Florida weather right now. <laughs> Whoa, you're in Florida? That I am. What part? Um, near, uh, near Walt Disney World. We just got back <laughs> like 10 minutes ago. Oh, wow. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I had no idea we were in the same state. <laughs> yeah. Completely, yep. I was just completely thrown off by that. <laughs> yeah, you've yes. been, been throwing me off lately. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't right. know what's going I, on. I tend to have that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I guess we should get into these movies. Um, we're going to start with Maze Runner because that's the one Brianna has seen. So... Um, Full disclosure, I have seen one of these movies. There's been three, right? This is the third one? This is yep. the third one. Okay, I've seen one. I've seen the first one, and I remember <laughs> approximately 2% of it. <laughs> uh, so, I was very, like, lost going into this, but I will say for the most part, they do a pretty good job of, like, just giving us a decent enough story that I'm like, okay, I kind of understand what's happening. Um, but just be aware of that. I think you guys are both, like, you're caught up on the series. You kind of know what's up with this, correct? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I kind of, yeah, okay. we're going to take it away, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been following the series pretty regularly. Um, I actually, I read the first book and a little bit of the second book, and, um, I've been, following the movies as they come out yeah so all right um so yeah so they're definitely you guys are definitely going to be a little bit more uh knowledgeable when it comes to this movie and this franchise in general but hey uh i'll give you my perspective anyway all right uh let's start with i guess ozzy what were your overall thoughts on this movie maze runner the death cure I mean, I overall like the the final movie. I do think it's the second best in the trilogy. Um, I I do think that this should have probably given an overview of what has happened, just because I, th- I believe the 
I believe the Scorch Trials came out in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been almost three years since we've seen the Scorch Trials. Um, so I've heard some complaints that they don't really explain the like what has been going on. So I understand where that's coming from. But um, overall, I do like the the movie. I I mean, you there are some predictable things in there that I could tell were, were going to happen. But again, overall, I did like the movie. All right, uh, Brianna, what about you? Yeah, I I basically singing the same tune um i i was entertained for the most part you know there there is some uh one complaint that i had in my written review was Mm -hmm. that it it's very reliant upon the first two movies but i mean it's it's a trilogy it's not another adventure it's not another separate outing that they're going on you know so it's much more difficult to make Mm -hmm. to make it you know, a standalone, you know, can be enjoyed without seeing the, you know, preceding installments, you Mm -hmm. know. So uh, that was one complaint I had. Um, But I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it. There were some scenes I thought were were pretty interesting. Some character elements I thought were pretty interesting. All in all, it's not really doing anything to break the mold. It's, you know, it's your standard dystopian young adult movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. I liked the first hour of this movie. Uh, that's what I'll say. Um, it's the first hour. I was actually like, kind of like, well, going into this movie, I'm going to be honest. I was expecting not to like this movie just because like, I don't really care about this franchise in general. And it just seems like, like you said, kind of like yet another just YA dystopian kind of movie. And honestly, this kind of feels like the last gaps gasp for these kind of movies for a while. Um, but I was quite enjoying myself in the first hour or so. And then it kind of gets way too convoluted and long in the back half of it. But overall, I was generally surprised at the fact that I didn't like outright dislike this movie. Or <laughs> I'll say that. Um, all right. But let's start positive And I will say that I, I don't have the actors' names, but the chemistry between... Our main character Thomas and his best Dylan friend, O'Brien yes, and Caius Godelar, yes. yes, the girl, the main, no, the main, his friend, the British one or the one with the accent, Nate. oh, Thomas uh, Brody Sangster, yes, yeah, um, they actually had pretty good chemistry, and for the first hour or so, they're the, kind of the driving force of the movie, um, their relationship, and I actually enjoyed that aspect, and I just overall enjoyed, like I said, the first hour of the movie. I thought it was actually pretty exciting. The opening kind of action sequence was pretty well done. Um, I don't know. I just, I was enjoying myself a lot in the first hour, and I think that Dylan O'Brien and whatever the other guy's name is, I'm forgetting it already. I'm sorry. Thomas Brody Sangster. Sorry, Thomas Brody Sangster. Um, uh, he's my favorite. That's why I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I actually thought they were they worked really well together, and their relationship was something that I generally cared or genuinely cared about, especially as the movie progressed. That even that aspect of the movie even carried through towards the end. When I didn't care about a lot of what was happening, I cared about those two and their relationship. So I enjoyed that aspect of the movie. Uh, Brianna, what are some positives for you? Um, I I don't know how detailed I'm allowed to be at this point. Uh, I really loved the bus scene. Okay. Um, that's, I just thought that was it was very 
interesting. I was getting some Spider-Man vibes. Um, yes, I could see you that. You know, you have the the bus full of you know young people, and uh, you know, I thought it was exciting, and I thought it was interesting, something that you don't normally find in movies. And then it ended with a touch of humor, and I thought it was. I was genuinely, I genuinely enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I, you know, like I said, it kept my attention. I thought that, you know, it was interesting enough to the point where I wasn't sitting there bored. You know, I, I, I as I said in my um, Britain review, it's a nice midwinter summer popcorn piece. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's definitely something to enjoy with your eyes and ears and you know i i i'll um it, i'll join you in commending you know dylan o'brien and thomas brody sangster's chemistry i i love thomas brody sangster and i think that he definitely adds a lot to whatever he whatever he does um you know and it's definitely mm-hmm. Interesting to sit there with your eyes closed and imagine Ferb from Phineas and Ferb saying whatever it is that he's saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that would be my main, my main, you know, positive. Okay, uh, Ozzy, what about you? Um, I I agree with you on the chemistry between us two. I'm not really going to get too deep into it just because you guys already said your piece on that. So yeah, I mean, pretty much if you're getting anything. From this from this review, the two the two best friends had amazing chemistry. That's that. Um, I'm really gonna go really deep into it. Um, I will say that the first like the first scene, it kind of felt like what I kind of felt like it was like a high scene, and I really enjoyed it just because of how they executed it. Um, I I can say that I felt really tense throughout this movie. I thought there was a lot of stuff going on. It was really tense. Um, All the albeit there's some. Some scenes that I can tell was going to like happen. Um, other than that, I mean, I was still very tense throughout this movie, um, and I can say right now, I'm actually very proud of this of this movie for not pulling the same trope as a lot of other books are doing, other 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 book movie adaptations. Um, they're not breaking in the third the third book into two parts. <laughs> yeah, which I'm happy. Yeah, which I gotta give. I gotta. I mean, as much as I hate this franchise, not this one, but Fifty Shades. I'm proud of them too. They're not doing it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Um, it's a little shout out to you guys. It's a little shout a out. A little but, um, shout out to. I didn't think we'd be talking about Fifty Shades in this um, episode. One of the most <laughs> depraved movies. I'm not saying that they're good. I'm just saying they have. You know, at least they're not pulling the same thing as like Harry I'm Potter. I'm surprised Twilight, you can Hunger be Games. proud of them for um, anything. That's just the one thing that I'm proud of. Okay, it's the one thing. There's, there's only one other thing that I'm proud of them for. That was hiring the weekend to do one song. That's the only great thing about the movie. Anyways, back to Maze Runner. <laughs> back to Maze Runner. Um, I like. I did like Kea Kea uh, Solidario. Solidario. There we go. Um, I need to have you on here to pronounce names because I have no idea what happens. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, I'm just gonna call it Teresa. Teresa, I thought Teresa, I thought she did a really good job in the third act because we really didn't get anything. From her, like while while she was in there, she was kind of like a bland character. But it, while, like I'd say in the third act, she really piqued my interest, and I I was like, damn, I mean, she's doing really good. She's doing a really good job, mm-hmm. and I think the whole cast did a good job uh, for the most part when it came to the when it came to acting. We did get we did get a surprise 
person. I'm not going to say who because it, it, it is a spoiler. But I was really happy to see them. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Also, Aiden, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, whether it's Gillen or Gillen, but he is one scary mofo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, he does a great job of making you not like him and seem like a slimy, creepy, you know, dude. He was pretty awesome. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. But I already don't like him because of Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I was just like, you're a dick, man. Like, what are you doing? You're setting, like, well, he's you, setting doing? you up not to like that character. And it's, I know. Really, it's very effective. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed in one thing, uh, but I'll get to it in my negatives. But, um, yeah, he did give, he did give uh, when it came to being a gun, he did do a, a good job at doing that. And I'll say, I, I, I will say the production design um, overall was pretty well done. I, I did like the third act. Um, it was a lot of action in there again, gripping the edge of my seat. Um, and yeah, that's all I got, man. The action did, I will say this, even as I, as I've said, I wasn't a huge fan of like the back half of this movie, but even though I wasn't, I did appreciate how well the, done the action was for the most part. I thought that they did a pretty good job of, again, like you said, p- keeping on the edge of your seat. Um, and I also will chime in on the production design and just the overall production with this movie. I, this doesn't feel like a January movie. January movies are generally very like um, low budget. January and I, is where movies go to die. Exactly. They're they're generally not very um, uh, well done productions. And this actually felt like actual film so <laughs> I, I will commend them on that and i agree with you this feels more like a november december or even summer type movie brianna this doesn't feel like a january movie and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the production was delayed because of dylan o'brien's injury or whatever um happened there so i don't know i i do commend them on that as well yeah right. i'm fairly certain that the first two installments were released in September. Yeah, that, yeah, that right. makes more sense. Years. That makes more sense. So, all right, uh, you guys want to <laughs> move into negatives, though? Yeah. All right, uh, Brandon, let's start with you. What were some of your negatives for this movie? Well, my negatives are pretty spoiler heavy. Okay. So, so all I can really, <laughs> all I can really say without giving much away is that, like I said, it doesn't do a whole lot to break the mold. There are some points in time where I was sitting there and I saw the movie with my brother and I was like, yeah, this is about to happen. And then Mm -hmm. before I finished the sentence, it happened. So it's not, it doesn't do a whole lot to break the mold again, because it's a young adult dystopian film and the genres are kind of, or the, the tropes are kind of built into the genre. So that's kind of like, just a note, not really a positive or a negative. Mm -hmm. If you know what you're getting, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, but you do, you you can't go in expecting a whole lot new from it Mm because, you know, there's not a whole lot new to be found. So that's more of a note than a negative, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah, I've always been of that school of thought that tropes aren't inherently bad. It's just, when it gets bad is when it's predictable. And... I think that this movie definitely has moments where it's telegraphing exactly what it's going to do, and then it doesn't, and it's like, well, 
you know, you, that was supposed to be a surprising moment, but it didn't work. Um, and a lot of that, again, for me, is in the back half of the movie. And also, there's a lot of dumb in this movie. Like, there's <laughs> there's just times when characters do things and you're like, this, what? How how did this that, happen? Like, again, that goes into my negatives, which are very spoiler. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can talk about it. When when we pause for break, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like there are people jumping like off very high objects and like landing in like shallow pools, and it's just like okay, 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 okay. listen, 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 listen. Like I would have done that, right? But. It's in the future, so I was like, Are you sure? Oh, yeah, it. it's like, in the I'm future. So, like, have been through a lot, and they're all, we already know that they're a little bit better than everybody else because they're immune to the I scorch. Guess. So, maybe you could give them a little credit. My brother and I were actually talking about that during the film. We were like, maybe if you landed, like, with your, instead of, like, as, like, a pancake, if you landed, like, a pencil. If I was, you, like, I was like, a, I was thinking that thing is at least like 10 feet. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to dug at any points because I'm thinking it's 10 feet. And I was, there's only one other thing that I thought about. I was like, at least it's not as bad as this. And it was Fast and Furious 7 where Dom was like swirling around. And then he thought the only way I can get out of this is if I drive my car forward and crash into the mountains. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to get um, out of this unscathed. And I yeah. was like, at least I didn't do that. Okay. A couple of things to respond to that. Number one, that wasn't actually, like, I get that's a great comparison. And that's not the only Fast and Furious comparison I made with this movie. Actually, the opening scene reminds me a lot of the opening scene of Fast Five. Just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's that's not a bad thing. I actually love that scene. And that's a great scene in Fast and Furious 5 as well. Um, and then also... I don't want to focus too much on that specific moment because that's just like one of the kind of stupid for me moments in the back half of this movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's just there's a lot of dumb in this plot and that's fine. And then a lot of that comes to play even at the very end. And I don't I, I agree with you that there's a lot of spoiler complaints that I have with this movie, Brianna. And I don't want to get too far into it, but I will say there is a very climactic moment that's supposed to be this super emotional thing at the very end of this movie. Very frustrating. That is I'm not gonna lie, people in my theater laughed. And that was yeah. not a moment that was supposed to be a funny moment. It just didn't work and they did not execute it well. No. And, um, and there's one more thing related to that that I'll get to, but I want to throw it to Ozzy because you haven't gotten a chance to talk about your negatives uh, first. But Ozzy, what are some negatives you have? I mean, again, I'm not really going to get into it because they've already established that it was kind of predictable, so I'm not going to touch that. Um, Maybe we should let Ozzy go first next time. <laughs> no, right. I'm just not going to touch it. I'm just not. Like, I, can't. I don't want to repeat myself. Um, some things were predictable, so I will say that. Um. I will say, I, I mean, some of the stuff I want to say is is spoiler. You know, so I can't. I don't know. I don't know if we should do like a maybe like a like a five minute spoiler, spoiler discussion. The, yeah, yeah, because like some of the stuff that happens, I was like, man, like come on. Yeah. And I was thinking about it like after I left, I'm like, I can't talk about this. Yeah. In the spoiler-free review, like, I can't. Maybe we'll do a five-minute um, spoiler thing after this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel, like, for me, I felt like the end of Wicked was just, like, anticlimactic. I was just like, you set up this whole thing, and then, you know, don't get me wrong, it was a great third movie, but I just, I don't feel, I, I didn't get what I wanted. 
you know? Because mm-hmm. I remember in the first film where, you know, something happened. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. For those of you guys who haven't seen one, um, something happened and then you're just like, damn, like you want to see like the end of this. You want to see the end of this organization and just the way it ended for me was just so abrupt and random. So I just, I didn't like the way that that organization ended. Yeah. So, um, now th- this is the negative I want to round back to, uh, and this one I think we're going to disagree on because you actually mentioned this person in your positives, but I actually thought Kaya, however you say her last name, Scodelario, Scodelario I thought she was really bland throughout this entire movie. Uh, I think she gets a little better at the end, but it's not something that I would necessarily pray, praise. And it's really, I was kind of saddened by this because if you go back and listen to our Pirates review, she's in Pirates, correct? She, she's the girl? Yeah. yeah. She's in Pirates 5, yeah. Yes. If you go back and listen to our Pirates review, she was the like one of the biggest things I was praising throughout that entire review. I thought she was really actually good in that movie and one of the highlights of that movie. And she was really bland in this movie. I just didn't care, <laughs> um, honestly. And I think a lot of that played into more towards the end and me not really caring. But... I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if that was necessarily how she was written to be, or if that was necessarily her direction. Yeah. Because I mean, she was kind of the same in the first film. Second film, she did a little bit better, um, and then this one, she kind of went back to her her same character. But I mean, once she started having dialogue with with uh, Donna Bryant's character, I mean, for me, she that's where she really blossomed. Just because you know, I saw I saw her have emotions mm-hmm. at that point, and I was like, okay, like she's doing really well. Because I thought the same thing when I saw her. She got my feet like you're super blind right now, and I don't even want to see you. Exactly. Like every time her storyline <laughs> like, popped up, I was just like, can we get back to the rest of the movie? <laughs> like, and I yeah, don't know exactly. if that was because but, her but, like, story once... wasn't compelling, or if it's because her acting wasn't compelling. It might have been a combination of the two for me. I think but. I think it was the screenplay, just just on like how they wrote her character. Because I mean, Maybe. I think everybody in the I think everybody in this cast shines just because of how they're written too. But I mean, she for me personally, she really didn't have too too much to work with mm-hmm. um, until yeah. until until she started interacting with that group again, where she was starting to have a little bit more to do and a little bit more to shine with. So for me, they just didn't give her really too much uh, room to to work with. In the first two parts mm-hmm. of the movie. All right, uh, Brianna, what are, what are you about? You have anything else or anything to say uh, about Kaya? No, yeah, I was just agreeing with you, but I think that's a pretty widespread problem again amongst dystopian young adult mm, films fair. is that because they want to make them relatable, the characters often end up pretty bland. And I thought that was pretty evident mm-hmm. in this movie is that you know the characters they have their noble aspirations they have their selfless they're 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 pretty uh, one-track minded in their goals and i thought you know there's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot that makes any of them stand out particularly um so i thought that was a you know I, i don't i don't think it's the acting i think it's just the genre um so i i was just agreeing with you that i thought that she was pretty bland and i thought that in general the characters are uh, but i guess i could say except for newt but again thomas brody sangster i'm kind of partial to him so <laughs> fair <laughs> enough all right uh i guess we should probably rate this movie and then if you want we can do like a three to five minute spoiler discussion um but yeah so let's rate this movie ozzy what do you got I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7. 7 out of 10. 
All right. Uh, Brianna, what about you? I gave it middle of the road. I gave it a five. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm at about a 5.6. This is, it, it's an, it's fine. It's just, I don't think I'm going to like, much like the first one, which I actually kind of remember liking the first one, but I don't remember anything about it. I think this is kind of forgettable. Um, but yeah, it's, it's whatever. It's just, it's not a movie that's going to end up like on our worst of the year by any means. It's just kind of another generic January movie. So whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, let's, you want to, do you want to, do you guys want to do spoiler discussion? I think yeah, it's pretty important. All right, let's do it. All right, so if you don't want to hear anything about this movie, if you care that much, that's fine. Just look in the description for the time codes of the next topic of discussion, which would be 12 Strong. So check the description for the time code for that. We'll be about three to five minutes if you want to guesstimate with the fast-forward button as well. All right, what do you guys got? Ozzy, let's start with you since you, since we keep bite, <laughs> stepping all of your I points. Like, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I was thinking about it before I came out. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I really have some good negatives. And then I was laughing. I was like, I mean, I don't really got anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything's been said. <laughs> um, Ozzy, why don't you jump in then on whatever you want to say spoiler-wise with this movie? I'm just really mad that Patricia Clarkson didn't have a bigger role. Because she was the overarching villain in the first one. She was the villain in the second one. And then I was just expecting so much more because like they hyped her up a little bit throughout the trilogy. And then just have her just to have her get shot in the back by uh Aiden Gillen, I was just disappointed. I was like, Really? Come on. Like, cause they set up this whole confrontation between um Donna Bryant's character and her and I was interested to know like what their relationship was, but we never got anything from that and like in, in this movie so i was just disappointed to see that you sound like you would have a problem with snoke's fate in <laughs> the last jedi actually, actually no i don't that's kind of confusing i don't ask carlos i don't because for me like i watched because i actually went back and i watched the first awakens and i was like yeah like they really never explained it the reason why like i was kind of intrigued by this one because i remember in the first one he was getting like he was getting memories of, of his time with her and he was getting memories of, of like his relationship with her and um you know they were also kind of like teasing his past or whatever which was fine but i wanted to know like what like i wanted to see that confrontation and like i was kind of happy with what i got like in the beginning i was like okay like, this is some good dialogue i want to see what happens but we just we never went further from that point and then uh ed and Gillen just took over so they do spend a lot of time making her way more compassionate in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I think that's fair. You know, uh, um, uh, you know, I agree that she was pretty, she was pretty heavily involved in, you know, the antagonizing uh, for the first two movies. But I think that Aiden Gillen kind of took over in the second one uh, a bit more. And so, we, they were just following that pattern into this third one. I mean, it's a legitimate complaint. I'm just, I'm argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing with that, with I, I don't like, I didn't see the second one, so I can't speak to that whole aspect of it. But just looking at just this movie and the pace of this movie, I said in our like spoiler free review that it was, it, I could feel the length a little bit. Like this movie's what two hours, almost two and a half hours long. Jeez, 
Um, no way, it's, really? It's like 220 something, I think. Um, and that moment when she, when he shoots her is it just felt like okay well, now we have to do this whole other plot i'm just like why can't we just like let him die i don't know it just it felt like really now we got to do this whole thing and for me it just added to like it was like all right now we got more of this movie to watch um but that just probably speaks to the fact that i wasn't a huge fan of the back half of this movie um but anyway uh yeah also with the with the scene that you mentioned um with the bus I kind of felt like they were doing basically the same gimmick as the opening scene. It gets like, oh, they there's nowhere to go, so they get lifted up. It's like, I don't know. It was okay. Well, it's a, it was a callback, I Yeah, thought. I guess. Fair. A callback to the first one, except this one's different because they're vertical instead of horizontal. Fair. You know? uh, I thought, it was, I like, thought it was a great scene. I thought it was. I thought it was because like everybody was demanding. I was like, "Oh my god!" And he was like, "Yo, I'm so sorry." (laughs) That was so great how they executed that scene. Yeah, I mean, the thing starts breaking, so it starts. They start, you know, sending it down, and then he, um, you know, the bus topples over, and you see the little thing says "out of service." That's hilarious. Fair enough. (laughs) Everybody laughed. I thought it was funny. All right. uh, What else you guys got? You guys are the ones who wanted the spoiler discussion. You you guys, I jump in. Talking about you guys, you guys were talking about some scene. I don't know what scene it is because you guys just like yo the way they executed that was garbage. Oh, it was her death. Her death at the end. The theater. My my theater laughed. My theater laughed. so frustrating because well okay you can you can interpret it in one of two ways there's that this this is this was my thought when i was watching this movie for the first time um i was sitting there thinking okay she's obviously making the conscious decision not to jump and i thought okay maybe she uh, again i haven't read the third book so i don't i don't know how it's gonna end and i'm thinking okay maybe thomas does die from his wound and she knows that he's going to die so she doesn't want to bother she's just she wants to be with Thomas wherever he is so she's dying she's sacrificing or she's she's not yeah, not even going to bother but then he ends up living and so then I go back to interpret it as she just decided that there wasn't enough time or enough power like enough it was idiotic that was there was more than enough time for her to, she was just standing there yeah. and there was like a good 10 to 15. He was just standing there while they were reaching out for her. And you're, you're like, okay, you've got enough time. You're just standing there. <laughs> it's not like in, uh, what was the movie where they run out of time and they can't, uh, I can't remember what the, what the movie is. There's one movie where they're like running out of time and they're, they're, going over to save his mom and she falls and like the, they just there's no time mm-hmm. and Independence Day we, resurgence you talking about that one what like where his mom is that where like where his mom dies yes that one? yes uh, uh i'm surprised like, you got no that out of that <laughs> yeah i did too. because i remember like he was in a jet and he was like on his way to save her I knew it was vivica a fox i remember specifically it being vivica a fox i just I couldn't remember, remember the movie <laughs> that's impressive yeah. <laughs> and that was impressive um, i have a comparison with this death but i was just finished <laughs> but anyway that's that was my main complaint i was also very emotionally frustrated with newt 
with him dying because um, they did have a cure and he could have gotten better. But, you know, I was mainly frustrated with Teresa and mm-hmm. her. Not that I even cared a whole lot about her. It was just like, this is moronic. You've got enough time. Just literally just jump. Yeah. You know, the only reason why I cared for her was because of Thomas. And I was just like, especially just like how dramatic that scene was with them. I was like, damn, like, this is really cute. Like, I'm mad at you because you could have gone for this other girl who's been after you. I think her name was, uh, she's played by Rosa Salazar. Brenda. She's Brenda. And I was but like, that would have been weird because she said the whole reason that he lo- that she likes him is because she he reminds her of her brother. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, for me, I was like, that does like, matter. That's very second, important. Se- like, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Like, that she was, was so I, weird in the second when she, movie. Wait, 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 wait. When did she, like, when did she say the second movie? so weird. I was so like, why are movie? you? No. Ozzy, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> listen. She says in the second movie, I, you, you know, you remind me of my brother. And that's when she starts flirting with him. And then she kisses him. And I remember I was there with my dad and I looked over at him and I was like why is she kissing him he reminds her of her brother <laughs> yeah That's I totally so forgot about weird. that what kind movie. of relationship did I they totally have forgot. as siblings like it's I don't so remember, weird I don't remember lines like that I'm sorry I don't oh remember that in the so for me I didn't really it didn't affect me I was like yo she's clearly chasing after him she truly she truly cares for him so it was like this weird love triangle I thought he was gonna go after her and then he you know chooses um Teresa, but I'm going to go ahead and say Teresa followed her dad's death. Pirates of the Caribbean. Barbosa died the exact same. Oh my way. gosh! Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I was just like, I was thinking, Maybe I was like, that's why. I was like, literally, Barbosa died the same way. Like we saw his body like flailing, like flailing, having the, like, no expression on his face and just falling in slow motion. Same death. Oh I was just like, damn, damn, that's crazy. Because that's how she died. I mean, I, I I cared for her and everything. I, I thought that sucked that she died, but I mean, the way they executed it, I was like, damn, that's 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 Pirates of the Caribbean five a little bad. I, like, you, know, but, you don't do that. I think what made it worse was the fact that it came right after that extremely predictable moment of them coming to save them on the roof. So it's like, okay, oh, yeah, like I mean, we, everybody knew it was gonna happen. Everybody in the theater knew it was going to happen. And then it happens. But, and then if right after that, she dies in a really dumb way where she easily could have saved herself. And it's just like the whole ending of the movie. I'm not a fan of at all. Um, I'm just I'm just glad they're ballsy enough to like kill her. Because, you know, a lot of teenage movies, they were just like the, the no, ballsy the thing would have been to kill to be Dylan O'Brien's character. Happy there you like, go. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I thought. I thought. Either she knew he wasn't going to make it, so she was like, there's no point in living. And I thought that would have been a really poetic ending. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not, not that I didn't like Dylan O'Brien's character, but, you know, I thought that would have been, that definitely would have been something. And exactly. it would have spoken to the futility of, yeah. you know, his, their, their attempt to exactly. save him. It would have been some kind of, comment on you know some parallel to the futility of their attempts to save the entire human race you mm-hmm. know the, the wicked's attempts you know it would have been something like that but something a little more deep no. thematically <laughs> they definitely didn't do that yeah <laughs> uh, if i'm going to be honest there are two characters that came back i had i had no idea who they were um it was eris played by jacob Lof- Lofland, and this other girl i think she was uh sonia played by Catherine mcnorma i had no idea who they were I was from like, the second okay. movie. I totally forgot about the second movie. The second movie wasn't that good. 
So, I mean, I remember, I remember the main parts. I remember the big parts. I, th- I remember the important parts. They weren't important to me, so I was just like, okay. Um, but I didn't really remember them. That's, a, that's, a, that's like a negative for me. I remember um, the trailers then, for the second movie. I don't. I remember <laughs> the, the last scene. I remember, the only scene I remember from the trailer from the second movie is like where she got like attacked, Brenda got attacked, and then and then you just saw Don O'Brien's face have like this dramatic look, and then it's like, Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials. And I was like, oh, I mean, that's, that's all I remember. I actually <laughs> went to a premiere for the second movie. Nice. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I got to meet um, Dexter Darden, who plays Frypan, and I got to meet... Oh, man, I feel terrible for not remembering his name because he was so nice. The guy who played Winston in the second movie. Oh, I, I feel terrible because he was such a sweet guy. Anyway, that was fun. <laughs> I'm just going to... And this is like the spoiler that I wanted to bring up was right. uh, Will Poulter, who plays Galley. I love yeah. that he came back. I hated that he came back because of like just how they explained it. I was like, really? Come on. But I, again, I, I did enjoy Galley's return. I thought that was really, really cool to have like that they brought him back. And I thought he was funny because he had some funny lines. And I was just like, he he's making the movie a bit better. So... Yeah. And that was one good thing that they did was bring back uh, Wolf Alter, I think. I think that, that was a good decision. All right. Well, I think this pretty much wraps up our discussion on this movie, unless you guys have anything else that you really want to get off your chest. No? Thomas right. Brody Sangster, call me. All right. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> he will hear it. number is this, this, this. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know that you're still okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm sure we'll we'll find a way. Listeners will find a way to get him this message. All right. Hey, Brianna, Brianna, just just remember, love is the mate. Love is so, the mate. You know, oh, fun. love it. Oh, you know what? It all comes full circle. Exactly. This this whole franchise <laughs> is just Why is set up. Why the Maze Runner? I just, I'm just Bruh. I'm actually really annoyed by the title. I'm really annoyed by the title because I was thinking about it when I looked at the movie. I was like, they were only in the maze once. So why is it called the Maze Runner Trials? I I just never got it. Well, the Hunger the Games. Only... Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah, but they were they were at least in the games. Yeah, but they were at least mainly in the games through majority of the books. All right. The Carlos, only thing. Sign me off. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Get me out of here. <laughs> Last thing I'm gonna say with in regards to Hunger Games, uh, Mockingjay Part Two, the least, the the smallest problem with that movie is its title. I'll say that. The smallest okay. problem with that movie is the entirety of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. But let's say goodbye to Brianna. Brianna, thank you for coming on the podcast. We're planning on having you on um, semi-regularly. So hopefully we'll see you again next week or so. We'll see. We'll work it out. Um, but yeah, Brianna, do you have anything you want to plug? Any social media accounts you want to plug or anything like that? Um, not really. No, not really. You can just you can find my written reviews on the website www.screenfellas.com backslash content all right (laughs) well thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time sounds good we know you want to read that book before the movie comes out but the truth is you're way too lazy to why not listen to it on your commute and have absolutely no effort put forth in actually reading it don't strain your eyes use your ears you do that anyways when you watch tv it's like tv but you get to watch the world 
in real life as your book happens. Get Audible today at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. All right, now we are going to talk about 12 Strong. Uh, this movie actually came out last weekend, I believe. Correct, Ozzy? Yeah, I believe so. And I saw it last weekend. Ozzy, you just got a chance to see it, so now we're talking about it. What did you think of 12 Strong? Um, I, I enjoyed it for the mer- for the most part. Um, I thought it was a pretty pretty well done Jerry Bruckheimer production. It was, it was directed by uh, Nikolai Fugs. Skig, sorry. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> I don't know. Last name is killing me, but um, yeah, it was written by him, and uh, I think the writers were uh, Ted Talley, Peter Craig, and uh, Doug Stanson, who was actually the 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 writer of the book. Um, Doug Stanson was. So I mean, I thought it was a pretty interesting story. For those of you guys who don't know what it's about, it's about these twelve soldiers um, who volunteer to fight after the attack of nine eleven. So it's about their story and. Uh, you know, they, 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 you know, most of these soldiers end up fighting, um, you know, a few of these battles on horses. So, you know, it was, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a really unique war story. Um, a very interesting one. Um, the start of this one is Chris Hemsworth, Michael Shannon, Michael Pena, um, Trev, uh, Trevante Rhodes, uh, Geoff Stoltz, and just a, just a buttload of, a of other cast members here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will say, I mean, it was a pretty well done movie. What did you think, man? Um, I think overall the the war scenes are actually pretty good. Um, and I think the acting is definitely a high point as well. It's I don't know. It's just the movie overall. I just kind of thought was okay. Um, but I I definitely think that there you can go and somewhat enjoy this movie, especially for the war scene. Um, but let's, let's just jump into positives and, uh, we've already, or I already kind of mentioned the performances and you can you mentioned all the people in this movie. There's actually quite a bit. Um, I think Michael Shannon is a standout. He plays a little bit of a different role because he's not technically in charge, but he's more of the older veteran type character. Um, and I actually really enjoyed him in this movie, but Chris Hemsworth was surprisingly really, really good in this movie. I thought he did really well, especially because he has a, his character is kind of just generic, like it's, he's a bland character, but I think Chris Hemsworth does a pretty good job with that regular generic kind of soldier character. Um, I wish they would have done a little bit more with Michael Pena, but you know, he, it's fine. Uh, yeah. I don't, what, what positives do you have, Ozzy? I think Chris Hemsworth was definitely just a standout in this movie. I mean, for me, he did he did a really good job. Um, and for those of you guys who don't know, his wife he actually his wife actually played his wife uh, yep. Elsa uh, Pat Pataki Pataki. Uh, no, there's no S. No, oh, no, um, Pataki. Um, but she did. I, I mean, you can clearly tell they have chemistry uh, just because they're they're married. So duh. Um, I thought they just had wonderful chemistry together. And I, I find that really cool when you get to work with your spouse. So I just found that just absolutely just unique, something unique, uh, like a little bit of an Easter egg in this movie for me. I was just excited to see them work together. Um, Michael Shannon was, of course, good. For me, like another standout performance was by Geoff uh, Stoltz. 
He plays uh, Sean Coffers. I thought he was really good. And he's he's been in a few stuff. I mean, he was also in Only the Brave as well. Um, I first noticed him and uh, She's Out of Your League. And I, I want to see him in, in more roles, honestly, for me. He's just a great actor. And um, I want to see him take uh, a lead one day. Um, I think everybody in this cast overall did a well job. So I will say that the overall production design was well done. Um, I did I did like some of the cinematography shots in this film. I, I you know when you when it comes to getting some of the shots off this, I don't know what the specific locations that they shot this at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to say that they shot it in Afghanistan because I I just don't know where they shot it at. But I will say the locations where they shot it, at, I, I did like seeing some of these locations. Um, you know, some of the some of the stuff here was really was really intense. You know, not just with the war scenes because, as you mentioned, they were well done, but just you know, some of the political stuff that was also going on, just because of how difficult it is in Afghanistan. From what I was hearing in the story, um, you know, it was it was a difficult time for the U.S. to even go in there and try to pick a fight, just because there was already so much in the country that was so much already divided. So it was an interesting, it was for me, it was like an interesting uh, take on, on the war in Afghanistan. And, um, you know, I like the fact that one of the main characters was, uh, as his name uh, was uh, the, the actor who plays him was Navid Nagahban uh, and he played general Dostum. And I really liked his character as well. And I really liked that they humanized his character. I thought he did a really, I thought he was very, very interesting as well. Just a very interesting character. And he was by far the most human character. And you were, and you sympathized with him the most just because of how he was explaining things and, and everything. So I really liked his character as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked his character um, as well. I, I think, they're, they did something with this character. And again, this is based on history, so it's hard to criticize the story. But uh, <laughs> uh, they, they did something with his character where I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, it wasn't as compelling as uh, they necessarily um, wanted it to be. But anyway, as for continuing on with positives, sorry, I keep going into negatives. Um, I, I think that it is pretty intense and i do think that the build-up you mentioned kind of like the political aspect of it i think they did a great job with the build-up and of setting up what this mission is and what they have to do and setting up the stakes of what they have to do and how important it is um so i appreciated that i think that it definitely kind of led into the story pretty well because you know this isn't like I mean, obviously, in America, it might be a little bit more well-known, but this movie's probably going to play in other countries, so they got to kind of set it up, and I think they do a pretty good job of setting it up like that. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't have too, too much to say about this movie, but uh, do you want to, do you have any other positives, or you want to move into negatives? Uh, yeah, like, we can move into negatives. All right. Um, I said they did a pretty good job setting it up, the political aspect of it, and what they had to do. My biggest problem with this movie, honestly, is that they don't trust you to remember what they have to do, because I swear, this movie reminds you 
repeatedly what they have to do by cutting back to like the generals who are like in charge or of this mission or who sent them on this mission and it's just like oh they need to take this they need to take this and it's like now they're here it's like okay we we can follow along the story you don't need to narrate the story to us they kept cutting back to those guys to basically like hold the audience's hand and go look this is where they are this is what they need to do and this is what's going on and it's like i don't need that <laughs> I, they the movie itself that the actual story was doing a decent enough job telling me what was happening i didn't need these side characters explaining to me what was happening and it actually kind of bothered me um that was probably my biggest negative what about you um i'll say that i wish that we got more of the of, of the rest of these characters because 12 strong but you really mainly follow i was gonna bring that up I too mean, <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i mean you do get a piece of like everybody like just a little bit but it's just like we only really get probably like three three of the families you yeah. know what i'm saying and one of the complaints that i remember only the brave i mean only brave and focused on i think it was like five families mm-hmm. but i mean i you know i understand that it's tough to fit all that in there because there's a lot of people mm-hmm. But I mean, like, you can't call it 12 strong <laughs> when you only showcase three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that was, like, one of my main problems with it. And then um, on top of that, uh, with the whole 12 strong thing, a lot of this movie, and this is, I mean, look, it's based on history, so it's I'm hard to spoil it, but I just it's minor spoiler warning. A lot of this movie is spent with them in two separate groups. So it's really, like, six strong here and six strong there. But then even then, you only care about, like, two or three from each of the six. So it's like, I, I don't know. It, it, you're right. It just kind of, like, I didn't feel the title <laughs> was kind of earned. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just because of, of you know, of what they were taught. It was just, like, about, like, what they were doing. I was just like, really, though? Like, this, is, this doesn't seem like it would be just, I wouldn't call it, um, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it um, so strong. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is not what I got yeah. out of the movie. So I was kind of disappointed yeah. by that. Um, but another negative I had was, what was I going to say? Sorry, I lost it for just a second. But the pacing of this movie, I think, again, they split up the groups, and one of the groups kind of spends a lot of time just waiting around. And they would cut back to them. It's just like I, I get it. Like you want to show us what's going on, and it's just like. I don't think this movie is necessarily paced the best because when the action hits, it's really good. It's solid action, but there's a lot of just sitting and waiting. And I know that that's honestly like we know people in the military and that's kind of what the military is. It's a lot of just sitting around and waiting for your turn, basically. But you got to find a way to make it exciting on the screen. And I, I do think there is a lot of sitting and waiting in this movie. So be aware of that. It's not necessarily fast paced all the time action. This isn't some super high octane, um, like action war movie. It's not that it, it really isn't when it kicks in, it's really good, but there is a lot of just waiting that supplements the action. Be aware. Do you have anything I mean- else? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, that part didn't really bother me just because it's just like, we really didn't, I mean, there was only some scenes like that where it was just, um, where they were just kind of sitting around. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. For me, it was, for me, it was fine because, you know, we had to go back and we had to kind of, had to see these other soldiers. But I mean, again, I wish we did get more of them just because of the situation that was going on. I was just like, I mean, I should, I should care mm-hmm. more 
about them, but unfortunately I'm not. Yeah. Which is like a problem. Um, so I don't know. I just wish again. I just that's like one of my biggest negatives. Another thing that I, I, I did kind of this movie kind of felt choppy at points. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to switching over scenes, it, it did kind of feel choppy. Um, and uh, you know, I would say the the ending. I really didn't like the the last like two three minutes of this movie, mm-hmm. just because it. I wish I would have seen a little bit more. Um, but overall, I did think it was a pretty well done movie. Um, again, I mean, it was a solid January movie. It was a yeah. solid January movie. Definitely so. better than what we yeah. got last year in January. So, um, other than Split, Split what came out in January, didn't it? So, anyway. All right. Let's rate this movie and then move on to Oscar talk because we're already going kind of long here. Um, I have this movie at a 6.5. Or six point three, excuse me, my bad. So, what do you have it at? Uh, I'm giving. You, I'm giving. I mean, they're both sevens to me. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. So that's our review of Twelve Strong. So it's definitely. I mean, I would say it's definitely the one that you should check out if we're asking which one you should check out about the two. Ozzy has something about the same. So, uh, if that's the case, then pick your poison there. So, all right, let's move on to Oscar discussion and. We're continuing our road to the Oscars on the Screenfellows podcast. Now, we are going kind of long here, so we're going to try to keep this semi-brief, but just be aware this is going to be a longer episode. It is what it is. We had a lot to talk about, and we had a third person, and we're going to have to try to adjust to having more of three people on reviews, so we're going to have to maybe pick up the pace on those. We'll figure it out. Uh, We're learning as we go. But today on our road to the Oscars, we are going to be discussing best actress and best supporting actress. So we're dealing with the women today when it comes to the acting categories. And you want to start with actress, Ozzy, or you want to start with supporting? Oh, this is supporting. This is supporting. All right. Supporting. This one, I've got a lot to say. And I guess my... Overall thoughts, well, we should probably read off the actual nominees first, so let's do that. I will read them off. We had, for our Best Supporting Actress, we had Allison Janney in I, Tanya, Mary J. Blige in Mudbound, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf in Ladybird, and Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Now, when I he- first read that list, I was actually just like, that's a solid list, that's great. But the more and more I thought about this list, I honestly think this is the biggest mess of a list, one of the biggest mess, at least, of a list on this, on all of the nominations, of all the nominations, or of all the categories. There are so many, like, I think there are three blatant snubs on this list uh, that are not on this list. Um, I... Honestly, it's just I really think that this is a mess, <laughs> and I and that's not to take away from most of the nominees. I do think there are two that I'm like I get it. I'm not necessarily mad about that, but there's one that just does not deserve to be there in my opinion. And like I said, there's three that are just snubbed for me. Um, but what are, what were your thoughts when you saw this list, Ozzy? Um, you know. Uh... I wasn't really upset about it. The only one I was kind of confused on was Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Because to me, she really 
to me, she didn't really bring anything to the shape of water in offense. I mean, she's a great actress. Don't get me wrong. And I love her. I think she's amazing. Mm -hmm. But for me, she really didn't bring anything, you know, like I don't, I don't walk away from, I didn't walk away from that movie saying, damn, like Octavia Spencer. Um, like, like, you know, I, like I did for, I believe it was, um, Alice and Jenny, Jenny for Itanya. Like as soon as Alice and Tanya, I'm like, Alice and Jenny, you better get nominated. Mm -hmm. Best supporting. Um, I was thinking the same thing for Mary J. Blige. Like, she definitely needs to be nominated. But, I mean, I didn't get that same feeling from Octavia Spencer. I didn't feel that from Leslie Manville. Is he, Leslie Manville that's either. the one that just I, I doesn't think, need to be there I for think, me. Yeah, I think, the, I think I don't know I don't know her name right now. Um, falling off the top of my head. Uh, but, Vicky um, Creeps or Crepes? Crepes? Something yes. like that? Um, she's the other actress in Phantom Thread. And... She, she gives a better performance than Leslie Manville. And I actually have her, her written down along with somebody else. Hold on. Let me look up. Um, Bria uh, Vinate Vinate from the Florida Project. There are two actresses, Le Vicky uh, Creep, Crepes, or however you say it, and Bria Vinate, or Vinate, Vinate. I don't know how you say it. But those two are actresses that I don't know if you would consider them supporting, but if you do, you have to consider them like in these categories and i i don't know i i just i don't get the leslie manville one i really don't octavia spencer i actually think she was quite good in uh shape of water and i know you're not saying she was bad or anything um but i i wouldn't have been i'm not necessarily upset at her performance for her, or for her nomination for her i'm more upset at what they didn't nominate um so i guess to get into my like, if I was the Academy, what I would nominate and what I think are the three snubs. First of all, I will say Alice and Janie and Laurie Metcalf. They're, to me, the ones that I'm just like, yeah, I completely get it. You're good. I, I'm 100% in agreement with those. Mary J. Blige is much like Octavia Spencer for me, where I get it and I'm not necessarily mad that she's nominated. She was great. But to me, the three names that I'm about to mention were better and clearly were snubs. And that's Holly Hunter in The Big Sick. She was freaking fantastic in the movie she's the best part of that movie in my opinion michelle williams in all the money in the world again what are we doing like how is michelle williams not nominated for this movie it's absurd and freaking uh, it's just how I, I i really don't get it and christopher Plummer was nominated for this movie but michelle williams was wasn't that's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense to me and this is the one that I think is the most out there for me, but I think that it's still a snub. I really agree, believe that it's a snub. And that's Tiffany Haddish for Girls Trip. What are we doing here? Let, let's do it. Come on. We've seen comedic performances nominated before. It's happened. It's happened. And she is the reason that movie is so good. The, the movie, she's not the lead, but she carries the entire movie. And she is the funniest she gives the funniest performance of the entire year, and there's no reason, in my opinion, that she shouldn't be nominated. All those three, for me, are clear, blatant snubs, and that's why, for me, this is my, after thought, this is my least favorite category when it comes to what they nominated. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on all those. I think we pretty much have the same uh, same lists um, overall. I think Tiffany Haddish... Should have been nominated. I would have given. Uh, I would have I would have taken her and switched her for either either or. I, I, for me, I, I just 
Octavia Spencer, I, I don't agree with that nomination. I just she's just one of those like her her performance. It really didn't. I wasn't thinking like nomination. Um, just not. This is not something I was thinking of. Again, with Leslie Manville, I was just like when I saw the nominations and when I went to go see it, I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah. All right. Anybody could have done that. Okay, so, so you would I definitely just... take Leslie Manville and Octavia Spencer out. So who would you put in? Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Holly Hunter. All right. All right. So we are pretty close on our ideal list then. The only difference we'd have is I would have Michelle Williams instead of Mary J. Blige. That's the only difference. So, yeah, we're pretty I haven't close. Seen all the money in, I haven't seen all the money in the world yet. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's that's where our that could be coming from. But then at the same time, you seem to have liked Mary J. Blige in Mudbound a little more than I did. So um, that just might be a different yeah, opinion. Yeah, I thought, I thought Mary J. Blige did an amazing job in that film. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So. You can totally tell her her passion for her family in that film. And I, I, I want her to get a nom. So, I mean, yeah. the fact that she got recognized, I thought I was, I was excited that she got a nom. Was, so. was there anybody else that you were kind of throwing around, like that you thought maybe they would get a nomination or no? Uh, not really. Not really for me personally. I didn't, I, I mean, I, I didn't think about it yeah. uh, too, too much. Okay. Only one I, only one I, the only one, there's only one, there's only like a few performances that really, you know, blew me away. In 2017, and Alice and Janie, she was the one that I was walking away from. Like I said, and I was like, she needs to 100% be nominated. Like, yeah. that is, she did such an amazing job. Yeah. So, uh, same thing I thought with Holly Hunter. Yeah. But Holly Hunter was unfortunately not nominated. Um, there's one performance that I don't think it cracks my top five. Um, it, I mean, it clearly doesn't because I think the three were snubs and two are definitely deserved it. But is like right on the outside and I would not have been mad at all if she was nominated for the, her performance. And this is a movie you haven't seen, I don't think. I don't think you ever, ever got around to seeing it. And that's Tatiana Maslany in Stronger. Um, she outshines Jake Gyllenhaal in his own movie. So to me, that's like, <laughs> that is evidence for, you know me with Jake Gyllenhaal, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, and she blew him out of the water in that movie. So... Like to me, she was amazing and definitely worth consideration. And I think people just forgot about that movie as a whole, unfortunately. Um, another name I threw around was Bella Heathcote in um, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. There were a lot of really good performances in that movie, but I think that she was a great supporting role there. And another one I actually wrote down, and this one's going to really surprise you, but I think she was great in this movie. Um, Karen Gillan in, um, in Jumanji. She was really funny in that movie. I just wrote her down. I'm not like saying she deserved a nomination, but I wrote her down as like one of my favorite supporting performances of the year. So, yeah, I mean, she was a great supporter. She was really I was, funny. I, mean, I never, I never really thought she would get like a nom, but no, I'm not saying she would either. I, I just, would, I wrote her down. It's like on my was, side list. I, I love her. She's an amazing actress, but I mean, I. <laughs> I want to see her do something more dramatic as well. I know, I know. Um, but but, she was great in Jumanji. Jumanji was in my top ten. Yeah. So, you know, I loved it. And I also, I, I, I think with a lot of these, I kind of went out of my way to make sure I mentioned, and even in the case of this category, nominated comedic performances, because I, I think a lot of the times people in these kind of circles and, and critic, movie critic circles and in just 
Oscars discussion, nobody thinks about comedies because they're not like the they're they're viewed as like a lower form of movies, and that's just not the case. And I want to go out of my way to make sure people are aware of that because I think I can come across as that way sometimes, where I look down on comedies, and that's not the case. I really, I I really enjoy comedies. I just enjoy good comedies. Um, so. Yeah, I just want to go to my way to make sure that people understand that I actually like comedies and I think that it is very hard. And in a lot of cases, it is harder to be funny than to be dramatic. Just saying. So I do think that we need to, and the Academy needs to start recognizing more comedic performances. Like I said, it's happened before, but not enough. And Tiffany Haddish, for me, is definitely a case of not enough uh, this year. So. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. Uh, what order would you put these in? Like, if you had your list that was, we only had one difference, but what order would you put them in? Like, who do you think is going to win? Oh, Allison Journey. Yeah, she's my number Allison one, Journey. too. Allison Journey, like, a, like 100%. I mean, she just, she blew me out of the water, mm-hmm. and she completely transformed into that character. So 100% Allison Janney. Yeah. Um, I would have to go Holly Hunter. She's my number Wait, two. Wait, are as we well. doing just the list? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, we're doing a list. Uh, Holly Hunter, Tiffany Haddish. Ooh. Uh, you know Mary J. Blige, and then um, Laurie Metcalf. I would say uh, Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. I have Allison Janney one, uh, Holly Hunter two, so we're good there. Then I go Laurie Metcalf three, and Michelle Williams four, and Tiffany Haddish five. But. I literally wrote down next to my list, wouldn't be mad at basically any order. Um, I really wouldn't. Like, I would be, if this was the list, if my list was the list, I literally wouldn't be mad at anybody who won. Like, I would just be like, yeah, I see it. That's fair. So, all right, let's move on. And we're going to talk actress, best actress. And so we're going to, this one is actually a really solid list. Like, I originally said that and i now am basically completely like solid on that this is a very good list so i'm gonna read off the nominations for best actress in a leading role sally hawkins for the shape of water francis mcdormand for three billboards outside of ebbing missouri margot robbie for i tanya saoirse ronan saoirse ronan excuse me uh, for ladybird and meryl streep for the post um, I am what do you not got? happy with Meryl Streep's nomination at all. We disagree on this fundamentally, out. but that's fine. <laughs> I would have taken her out, honestly. Because okay. to me, you know, I, I'll say this again. When when everybody was praising her nomination, I was expecting to see, I was expecting to be blown away because everybody was saying Meryl Streep. And when I went in to go see Meryl Streep, I was not blown away. She, for me, don't get me wrong, She's a very talented actress. I loved her film last year, uh, with uh, you know where she pretends to be this, you know, where she's acting to be this lady yeah. who can't sing, which is ironic because Meryl Streep can sing her butt off. She's an amazing singer, but for me, this is this was just not her year to be nominated, mm-hmm. which is okay. Um, I you know for me there was three other performances that were a lot better. For me, the only reason why she got nominated was because she's Meryl Streep. That's why. Um, I would have given the nomination to either Jennifer Lawrence for Mother. Um, I would have given a, nom- a, no- a nomination to Emma Stone for Battle of the Sexes or Elizabeth Olsen for Wind River. 
Um, those three I would have given a nod to. For me, those three earned it. Those three kind of, you know, I was just like, okay, like those, these might get nominated. So you'd only take out you Meryl know? Streep? Yeah. Okay, then which one would you put in? Which is the snub, so so to say? Mm. Or do you not think any of them are necessarily snubs, but you would say take any of those three over Meryl Streep? I'll take any of the three over Meryl Streep. Okay. Uh, see, for me, I agree that there's only one that I would take out. I actually, like, this is the only category that I've written notes on so far that I wrote down four out of five, like they got four out of five right. But I would take somebody different out. And this is going to shock a lot of people when I say this. I would take Saoirse Ronan out. I think that that is a director and a script-driven movie. She's great in the movie. but And I'm not necessarily like saying that she like definitely didn't deserve it. Her performance wasn't good enough. Um, I, I don't think it's that. I just think that there are better, there's a better performance. And the one that was blatantly snubbed for me. Um, Meryl Streep. I disagree completely with you. Um, I think she is great. She is the best part of that movie. Um, and this is another A-plus performance from Meryl Streep. Um, so I'm not mad at her nomination at all. Sally Hawkins, we're good. I was, I basically said that she was probably going to get nominated after The Shape of Water. I think we both did. Frances McDormand, clearly, even though I don't like three billboards, you're not going to hear me complain about Almost every performance that is nominated, there's one that I will have an issue with. But every performance nominated for three billboards, I'm not going to complain about because the performances are what I like about that movie. Margot Robbie, we're good. I completely agree. She's actually my number two, like if I'm ranking them. But what I would say is the snub is J-Law. It's Jennifer Lawrence. She this is This is one of my favorite performances from Jennifer Lawrence. And I get it that... You know, Mother was a divisive film. Not everybody loved it. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. So there's some of that. But what are we doing? Like, she, this is ridiculous. She, she's like, the entire movie is literally on her, like, almost literally on her shoulders. Like, the camera stays on her face for, what, 95% of that movie? And she just is incredible in that movie. There's no reason she should not be nominated. I'm sorry. It's just silly. Uh, I, it's ridiculous. It, it's just, it's flat out ridiculous. Jennifer Lawrence deserves a nomination. She is a snub in this movie. And just in general, with, it's just because that movie was so divisive that, you know, and everyone's not sure how they feel about the movie and they're ignoring the fact that Jennifer Lawrence gave one of the performances of her career. That, that's, they're ignoring that fact. It's, and it, I think there's also a little bit of a stigma on Jennifer Lawrence just in general. Which, no, I mean, there was a crap ton of people defending her on on twitter and everything because people even people who did not like the movie were saying that she did yeah. an amazing job yeah because so, she I got mean, nominated for just, a, this came this came on the heels of her getting nominated for a razzie as well which is extremely frustrating if you don't know what the razzies are they nominate quote unquote the worst movies of the year and the worst performances of the year and that's it's ridiculous jennifer lawrence d does not deserve to be anywhere near razzie's discussion and she deserves a nomination for the oscars it's this whole situation is ridiculous and backwards it's stupid i'm i'm mad this is the one that gets me mad honestly yeah i mean people just need to learn that just because you don't like a movie doesn't mean that the movie's bad it doesn't mean the and, performances are bad <laughs> yeah i mean there's movies that i don't like but i'm not gonna sit here and say that the movie is bad like 
Mother. I did not love Mother. It's not going to be in my top 10 best of the year. It's just not going to be. Um, but I respect the hell out of it. And I can tell you it is a good film. But it's just not... I would never, I would never see it again. It's just not something I want to see again. It's not something that I love. Mm-hmm. You love the movie. I, yes. um, you think it's great. I do. I, I, I just respect it. You know, mm-hmm. but um, there's different. You know, but I can, I can, I can at least respect the film for what it does, um, and 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 I get the message. But you know, people downright hate this movie just because they don't like it, and that's just something for me. I'm just like, I mean, doesn't make any sense. But I mean, yeah, it's their own. And I, I do think that there's a little bit part of it that it's just because it's Jennifer Lawrence and people, for some reason, don't like Jennifer Lawrence as a person. And I, fair, whatever, you can dislike whoever you want, but you, just because you dislike them doesn't mean they're bad at their job. <laughs> um, and she is definitely not bad at her job, so I don't know, whatever. All right, uh, is there anybody else other than those three that you mentioned that you were considering, or it was mostly just those three? I wrote down some of those as well. It was mostly just those three. Yeah. I wrote down Elizabeth Olsen as well. I definitely considered her. Emma Stone considered her. Um, I also wrote down Karen Mulligan for Mudbound. I actually really liked her in Mudbound. Um, Just throwing that out there. And Kristen Stewart in Personal Shopper. And this is one that I was considering, and I know you would disagree with me. I wrote down Jessica Chastain as well for Molly's Game. Now, I know she gives the same... It's basically the same character as the movie from last year. What, what's that movie called? I don't remember. But she it's the same character. I get that. And she kind of does, at points, t- play the same kind of character in her career. She's just... that's She's kind of in this mode where that's what she's playing. But that doesn't make the performance bad. Just because it's the same as something she's done before doesn't mean it's bad. And I thought she was really, really good in this movie. I, I don't think she was... Threw I, her I, out there. I just... I don't. I, I disagree. I don't think she was really, really good at all. I thought she was like decent. Um, same as last movie, decent. I've seen her act before. I've seen her do great things. This, this, the last two years have not been something that have been blowing me away. Um, you know, she she's like a Chastain. I get it. You know, she's she's an amazing actress, but she has not been doing anything challenging for me. She has not been doing anything. That has got me saying, you know, that is a snub or that she should have been nominated. It's just not something that I'm not saying I that either, saying, but yeah. Um, this is not something that you're going to catch me saying uh, in, in the last, you know, year or so. It's just not something I've been saying. I want her to do something where it's challenging. I want to see her play a different character. I actually didn't see, she actually had a film early in 2017. I think it's called The Zookeeper's Wife. She was in that. I, I never saw it. But maybe she did something different. There. I I don't know because I never saw the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to see her do something, you know, something different. I I know Kate uh, Blanchett, you know, she's doing a lot of different things. You know, she's been in dramas. She's also been in comedies such as Thor Ragnarok, and and she's gonna be in Ocean's Eight. So I want to I like to see you know actors and actresses you know dabble their feet in in different genres. Um, we're gonna see Han Marin and just in. Uh, Jason Clark in a, in a horror film this year. I've never seen them in, in a horror film this year. So I, I, I've never seen them in any horror film. Sorry. But um, this is something that, you know, that I'm intrigued in because they're, they're, they're switching up their genres. And like, for me, like, I respect that. I respect actors switching it up and, and doing different genres. So 
I want to see that from Jessica Chastain. All right. Um, yeah, that's basically all I have to say. And you want to rate or you want to rank these nominations or I guess your version of the nominations? Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and say Francis McDormand or Sally Hawkins for, for me. Those are like the two, uh, those are the two people that are head on against each other. Cause I remember walking away from, from, um, you know, both those movies saying these people are going to be nominated. Those two women are going to be nominated because they did such an amazing job. But if I had to give, if I, if I have to give a winner right now, it's going to be Frances McDormand. I mean, she's just been winning everything when it comes to the leading actress. For me, she's been, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's been winning every award, so I'm going to give it to her as the winner. Second, uh, Sally Hawkins. Uh, third, Margot Robbie. And then I would give uh, probably the performance to the Chloe Cutters for me or Jennifer Lawrence and Elizabeth Olsen. Um, but I'm probably going to give the edge to Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence just because I did say this was a this was a career-defining performance personally to me. So I'm going to say Jennifer Lawrence for her Mother. And then, Mer- and then, um, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. All right. Uh, yeah, I have Frances McDormand at one. I think she's basically a lock for the Oscar. There's, I, I really don't see any way she loses it, to be honest. Um, I have Margot Robbie at two, actually. Where'd you have her? Four, you said? Yes. Okay. I love Margot Robbie in this movie. I, I, uh, I, I think she's fantastic. She is just she's she has this like comedic aspect to the performance but then also it's a really tragic performance but it's also kind of like frustrating performance it's it's just there's a lot to her performance i really like her in that role so i have her at two then i have jennifer lawrence at three sally hawkins at four which it pains me to have sally hawkins that low but i just think those three are just better than her and meryl streep at five so that's what i got uh, yeah, I guess that wraps it up for this version of our Oscars discussion. We'll have in an, in our next episode. We'll be talking about even more. So it is what it is. I'm I'm, I'm liking how we're doing this because we are able to dive into all of these nominations more specifically. You know. Yeah, man, it's gonna be great. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry for no TV discussion this week. We literally don't have any time, so I, I'm really sorry about that. But uh, hopefully the episode made up for the fact that there's no TV talk this week. So, uh, Audrey, yeah, because I haven't I haven't said anything. <laughs> uh, I so am actually caught up, but we are we just literally don't have time. So, uh, do you have any recommendations, or do you want to skip recommendations because we're running pretty long here? So, you know, Carlos, you said something earlier. What? And uh, it was it was something along the lines of uh, we're going long, we don't have any time. So, guys, we're going long. We don't have any time. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, but um, Carlos, I actually want you to watch uh, a superstar. I think I, I think you'd enjoy these recent episodes as well. Okay, uh, I think they're pretty funny. That, that's my recommendation. Superstar, superstar, and the second half of this season has been uh, has been has been a bit funnier than than usual. I have, I have been dying laughing, especially they had a Golden Globes party episode a few weeks ago. Um, and I have that episode just made me die just because of the circumstances just around, uh, around it. So I was just laughing, but I mean, I had a great time watching it. I might, I might check him out. I mean, 
sitcoms you don't need to necessarily like follow the story so you can just kind of jump in on random episodes so i might check it out yeah i just it was just the performances have, have gotten so much better and just they've gotten crazier so i've just i've absolutely just fallen in love all over again with this show um because i was thinking the first half i was like okay it's funny but it's not as funny as i wanted to be and then they came back strong the second half and i'm just i'm loving it so far all right so all right ozzy you want to sign us out then yeah man where can people find you on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at sherry456 and of course make sure you follow us all over social media all at screenfellows facebook twitter instagram the youtube channel and our website screenfellows.com you just heard brianna she is back on the website so make sure you go and check all that out you guys, you guys can find me at Castro Ozzy7 on Twitter. And also, if you guys have any recommendations, please feel free to email me at Ozzy.Castro at ScreenFellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out the website as Brianna is back. Guys, this is ScreenFellows. Peace.